This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, you're normally, <clears throat> uh, this is the introductory part for Pastor Alistair Begg's uh, Bible teaching program, Truth for Life, which we've had on the air here in American Family Radio for, I don't know, 10 or 12 years maybe. In this particular time slot, we've had a great relationship with Pastor Begg and his whole team, uh, uh, you know, at uh, the, at their ministry. I think he, he serves a church in, in the Cleveland, Ohio area. Anyway, something has happened recently which has forced our hand here at American Family Radio to make a decision on continuing uh, the Truth for Life program on AFR or not. And we're going to talk about it. We wanted to explain to you, our listeners, what happened and what went into the thinking of our decision. So joining me in studio, Wesley Wildman's uh, with me, but Ed Battagliano and Walker Wildman. And uh, you guys want me to set this up real quickly to hear it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, or I'll you be can. Glad to Go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. So this, this was a, a uh, interview that uh, Alistair Begg did with one of his colleagues um, back in September of 23. So a couple months ago um, in September of 2023. So it just recently resurfaced, caught a lot of attention. Um, so the clip we're playing is from a sit-down interview that Alistair Begg did with one of his colleagues on his recent book, The Christian Manifesto. Um, and so this portion is from an interview uh, in September of 2023. Uh, my grandson is about to be married to a transgender person, and I don't know what to do about this, and I'm calling to ask you to tell me what to do, mm. which is a huge responsibility. And in a conversation like that just a few days ago, um, and uh, people may not like this answer, but I asked, the, I asked the grandmother, does your grandson understand your uh, belief in Jesus? Yes. Does your grandson understand that your belief in Jesus makes it such that you can't countenance uh, in any affirming way the choices that he has made in life? Yes. I said, well, then, okay, as long as he knows that, then I suggest that you do go to the ceremony, mm. and I suggest that you buy them a gift. Mm. Oh, she said, what? She was caught off guard. I said, well, here's the thing. You're not going to, your, your love for them may catch them off guard, but your absence will simply reinforce the fact that they said these people are what I always thought, judgmental, critical, unprepared mm -hmm. to countenance anything. All right, so that began to make a lot of news. Uh, I just heard about it last week and a few days ago, whatever. <clears throat> and so people heard that answer, and uh, people began to call us. Hey, what are you going to do? Did you hear what Alistair Begg said? Uh, what's your opinion, uh, American Family Radio, of what he said? So that's what I mean by it forced us <clears throat> to uh, – take a, a hard look at this and make a decision <clears throat> on what, what, if anything, we were going to do about it. Uh, so, Ed, you and Walker had a phone conversation with uh, not Alistair Begg himself, but his team. Is that fair? To call yes. Him okay. uh, Yesterday. Yes. We, we, wanted, we wanted to give him an opportunity 
to say I messed up right there. Right. And, and, uh, I, I think it's the wrong, I said the wrong thing and I, I'd like to recant. Sure. And, and we, and in any case, we want to do the Christian thing and, in as much as we can, sometimes with public statements, you can't get in touch with the person who made them, but because they're public, you can comment publicly. But we have had such a long and fruitful relationship with uh, Truth For Life and Alistair Begg, we wanted to have some sort of interaction. Now, let me just say from the outset, and then I'm going to get Walker to, to, to join in here too, that uh, the, the, the two individuals that we talked with, so it was Walker and I with two individuals from Alistair Begg's ministry. They made it clear that Alistair Begg uh, believes that homosexuality is wrong. He hasn't changed that, his views on that. Uh, he does not believe that homosexual marriage is valid and that the practice of homosexual activity is, as the Bible says, an abomination. So all four of us were in agreement with that. But Walker, what we could not get them to change, and they said that Alistair Begg is not going to change his mind, was on the issue of whether Christians should attend, because that is what Alistair Begg was saying. Yes. He was saying Christians should attend and bring a gift. Yes, that's right. And the goal of the call and the goal of all Christians when approaching these issues should be reconciliation, but reconciliation in truth. Um, And so that was our goal with the call with Alistair Begg's team. And unfortunately, we didn't get there, um, but we did press the issue multiple, multiple times, and, and we even asked point blank, um, so are, are you guys stating that Pastor Alistair Begg is standing by his original comment? He has no regrets. He didn't misspeak. He doesn't want to further clarify nothing. And they said, yes, he's standing by his original comment. So <clears throat> very disappointing. And, um, you know, I even told Ed this and the, the gentleman and lady that we were on the call with, with truth for life, that Pastor Alistair Begg has such a long, decades-long track record of biblical fidelity and truthfully teaching the Word of God that this is extremely disappointing. This this isn't something that we saw coming. This isn't like some of the others, uh, uh, evangelical leaders that have drifted. This is not one that, that was on the list um, that we, we could have seen this coming. So couple things, couple things, just <clears throat> if Alistair Beck were here on with us, he would say, I didn't drift. I still believe in the scriptural teaching about human sexuality. I still believe homosexuality is against uh, the Bible, and I'm not, I'm not teaching any differently. I'm just giving an opinion on whether attend a, a, a same-sex or a homosexual or transgender, whatever it was, wedding to a grandmother. Uh, so I, 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 don't, I don't accept your, you guys uh, framing me as some kind of a, uh, false teacher. Yeah, uh, and that's why that's why I was careful to to start off right. by saying that Alistair Begg holds to all the and and this was part of the conversation that Walker and I had. They said no, he believes all these things, but he does believe that Christians and should go should uh, all right be free to go. What, so, which is which is an unbiblical view. This is yes. not a tertiary uh, uh, view that's unclear in Scripture. Right. Attending a wedding ceremony of a, of a of a union that is outside of God's design. And definition is attending and approving of an unbiblical ceremony. Right. Yes. And so let me ask you this. Okay. Real quick. And then we want to bring Alex McFarlane on, Dr. Alex McFarlane on for this moment. So the bottom line is, folks, we're taking the program off. We're taking Truth for Life off, and we're replacing it with another uh, Bible teaching program, and we'll tell you what that is in a few moments. 
Um, so, Ed, number one, you gave a, a, an analogy to Dr. Begg's uh, team, Pastor Begg's team, which I think is very uh, understandable and relatable. And and then uh, and then then I want to talk about what why people might say why are y'all making a big deal out of this? Okay, right. so first of all, give your uh, your 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 analogy. Okay, well, the first thing I told them was I, I've been in the the pastor one form or another for thirty five years. When I was in Bible college, my teachers when they ever talked about John chapter two, the wedding of at, at Cana of Galilee, I was always taught, and I believe this is true, that Jesus appearing at a wedding was his stamp of approval, if it, if you will, of the sanctity of the institution of marriage, one man, one woman, okay? Just showing up, in other words, was demonstrating his approval of it. So the question is, if a Christian goes to a homosexual wedding, are they approving of it? And our answer here is absolutely. And here's the example I used, and I gave this to Pastor Begg's team. I said, if, uh, if uh, my best friend cheats on his wife and starts to have an illicit relationship with his secretary and then wants to divorce his wife and marry that other woman and comes to me and asks me to come, maybe be his best man, what would I say? I would say, brother, no, I'm not coming to your marriage. I'm not going to participate, but I'm not even going to attend. What you need to do is to repent of this sexual sin and reconcile with your wife. I, I think most Christians understand that. If you go to the wedding, you are approving of the new relationship this man has embarked on, and you are approving of what he has done to his wife. And you are going to celebrate the marriage. When you show up at a wedding, I mean, let's face it, you show up at a wedding and you go to the reception, you are going to... And you bring a gift. And you bring a gift. You're going to walk up to that couple and say, hey, congratulations. You're going to shake their hands, these two men. Yeah. And you're going to shake their hands and say, congratulations. That is a, a, a sinful act. You are approving of what they're doing. In my personal opinion... You could be culpable in God's eyes if those people go to hell because you would not preach the gospel to them and preach the gospel of repentance and faith mm -hmm. in Christ. Alex McFarland joins us, Dr. Alex McFarland, um, a co-host of Exploring the Word in the afternoons here on American Family Radio. If you're wondering where the Bible teaching program Truth for Life is <clears throat> with Alistair Begg, we're talking about that because an unfortunate situation came up with Pastor Begg's comments about advising a grandmother to go to her homosexual grandson's wedding and uh, bring a gift, and uh, we were just we were just talking about that. Uh, what what's wrong with that? And Ed just laid out a good example of of of, of uh, an analogy. And I, I, my guess is uh, Dr. Begg would say I agree with Ed on that. But if if it was about adultery, if it was yeah. about adultery. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Alex, good morning. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Okay, Alex, uh, you've heard what we've been talking about here. Comment, please. Well, for one thing, I just want to applaud the integrity 
and the conviction and the consistency of the American Family Association, the American Family Radio Network, because, you know, uh, decisions like this are not easy. But I, I just want to say, and I, I've always loved and appreciated AFA, but the fact that you would do, do the right thing, even though it's not the easy thing, just the fidelity and the consistency of AFA and the leadership of this radio network, um, my respect for you is just beyond words. Thank you. Mm. Well, but uh, why, why do you think, Alex, that so many Christians who are otherwise sound in their doctrine, because we've seen this, Andy Stanley mm. over in uh, Atlanta, Louis Giglio. Louis Giglio, they get weak-kneed, man. They start wobbling when you start talking about LGBTQ issues. Yeah. Uh, what and and you heard you heard Alistair Beck say, "Hey, you don't want you don't." I mean, I'm paraphrasing. You don't want them to think you're judgmental, so you need to go yeah. to the wedding and bring them a gift. And uh, that's what he said. You don't want to be, you don't want to be judgmental. You be viewed as judgmental. And I thought, so the burden is on the grandmother to not well, be viewed as judgmental. Isn't that backwards? Go ahead. Yeah. Well, and and by the way, the the words Ed Vitagliano just said, I say a big amen to, and let me encourage people, if you would go back and listen to Ed's, the last four or five minutes of what Ed said, I thought that was just very um, insightful. But, okay, James 2.26 says, faith without works is dead. And a lot of people, they want to say the right things they believe, but play it safe when being publicly, visibly, on record. And and listen, I, I've i interviewed Alistair Begg. I, I'm not trying to trash anybody. But here's the thing. It it's, it's, sounds real easy to say, well, you know, in my heart of hearts, deep on the inside, you know I stand where the Bible stands. But publicly, uh, you know, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. That's just an occupational hazard, folks. When you stand with the Lord Jesus and you stand with the Word of God. Uh, our call is to be faithful to Christ, popular or unpopular. And let me point out what I believe is a contradiction. Let's say somebody says, um, well, you know, I, I believe what I believe, but I, I, I do want to be nice, so I'm going to go, I'll attend the ceremony, because, you know, I, I don't want to appear judgmental or cruel. So, so here's what you're saying. You're saying, in order to keep the door open to share the gospel, I'm going to publicly betray the gospel. Mm. Guys, that's a contradiction. Now, let, let me say one more thing, and I, I was counseling, I was a youth pastor for 11 years, and uh, Angie and I had a family. This was 20 years ago, and the, the son uh, came out as gay, and then later demanded that his parents come to the gay wedding, and, or you don't love me, or Christianity is false. And the mom and dad came to me very broken. What do we do? What do we do? And I said, of course you love your son, and you seek the highest good for him. You want him to come to Christ. But here's the thing. You need to say to your son, and and I said, I'll go with you. But I said, look, son, if the litmus test for me loving you is denying my Savior who died for me, that, that's a bridge too far. And uh, if, if you think we don't love you, I'm sorry, but if, if the line in the sand means that to love and affirm you, I have to deny the Savior, 
then you lose. You know? And and I think what we've got to do, and Lord knows, uh I Angie and I, we've spent hundreds of hours trying to call sinners to Jesus, and we'll do that till the day we die. But um no Christian could or should ever attend a gay wedding. Uh, certainly no minister should condone such because I mean, volumes of scripture point to, you know, marriage is inherently heterosexual. It's a man and a woman. It's monogamous. It's one man, one woman. Uh, and by the way, should a Christian attend a Wiccan wedding? Should a Christian attend a satanic wedding? Uh, I mean, where where does it end? And, yeah, you know, another thing to me is, why is the burden always on the Christian? Yeah, thanks. Well, okay, why is it always our? Why didn't the son say, listen, mom and dad, I know you love me, and I know you don't approve of this lifestyle I'm in, um, so I'm not going to ask you to come to my wedding, okay? Uh, we'll, uh, so why, 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 is it, why does people say, well, uh, it's wrong of the son to demand that his parents come to something he knows they are uh, – be- betraying, yeah, they're the reli- they're for lack of a better, they're, they're religiously convicted is something that they certainly see as sinful and don't agree with. Why? Why is it always on us? You know, to 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 acquiesce. I guess I should say. Yeah, Ephesians chapter five verse eleven says, "Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them." You know, for us as Christians, um, we have to. This type of well, this type of thinking back up, backing up to Doctor Beggs or Beggs is it Pastor Pastor Beggs? Pastor thing? Beg. Uh backing up to that thinking, that removes the first and foremost um, position of the Christian, and that is to trust the Holy Spirit to do the work. Uh, obviously, we want to do our part and to be um, respectful, kind, um, but uh, and firm and 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 have convictions, but uh, ultimately. It's about the Holy Spirit doing the work. And if we're thinking that there's a certain amount of actions that we can do that's going to determine that's going to prevent them or help them into heaven apart from what uh, Alex is saying, which is denying the gospel in order to keep the door open, that's a complete contradiction to the 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 the, the discipleship process of the believer. Yeah. Yeah, it's an it's an overemphasis of of attending, so so not to your point, Wesley. Not only are you affirming an unbiblical relationship by going and celebrating it with others, uh, but you're also operating under the assumption that that's your only opportunity right. to show the love of the gospel. That's just completely not the case. People have we have countless interactions with unbelievers, All with countless opportunities mm-hmm. to share the gospel and show the love of Christ. And also, Alex, um, talk about this definition of love. This worldly mm-hmm. definition of love is the most warped thing uh, that 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 you can do is to use the word love that is a biblical mandate, but twist it in such a manner that affirms sin. That affirms sin. Yeah. Oh well, uh, it, you know, in, in Matthew chapter twenty-two, Jesus said that we're to love the Lord God with all our heart and love our neighbor as ourself. Now, what is love? A lot of uh, a lot of ink has been invested in trying to define what love is, but Augustine, 1,600 years ago, very brilliant thinker, but uh, Augustine said Christian love is to seek the highest good of another. Hmm. That's why, you know, when uh, 
a, a boy is trying to uh, get his girlfriend to compromise her morals and says, well, if you love me, you would do this. No, that's not love, because love seeks the highest good of another. And so if I'm really going to love my neighbor as the Lord said do, or love my child, then at any cost, I want them to know the uh, truth of the gospel, the uh, significance of the gospel. And so I've had many people and nobody likes conflict, but people say, well, you know what, I, hey, I don't want to seem judgmental, so I'm going to go. I don't agree, but I'm just, I'll go to the gay wedding. Not only are you not really showing courage and love, and you're not opening the door, by basically sending the message, um, the gospel is not important enough for me to stand firm on. That's what you're projecting and you're probably pushing them farther from salvation yeah. rather than keeping the door open and making them open to it. You know, I don't want to sound <clears throat> insulting to Alistair Begg, but this is not a hard question. <laughs> uh, he stepped no. in it. He shouldn't have said that, and he should have said, you know what, guys, thought about that. I gave some bad advice. Let's move on, and we'd have been fine with that answer. Yeah. Okay, if you got a son who's an alcoholic, and he said, Dad, would you drive me to the bar? Yeah. Mm. Huh? Yeah. Uh-uh. Son, I'm not driving you to the bar. Yeah. If you go to the bar and you're an adult, that's your decision. And, but I'm not going to be a part of that. Right. Huh? Okay. Yeah. This is, would you say that's a heart? Would you say no? You know what you need to do? You need to get in the car and drive him to the bar. Let him know that you don't approve of what he's about to do, then buy him a gift. but you don't want to be considered judgmental. Buy him the first drink. Buy him the first drink and then leave and say, I don't approve of this. Uh, well, I guess it, with Alistair Beck's thing there, you just go in and sit down by the bar, buy him. And, you know, because I'm talking about you, yeah. you're going to go to in the In the wedding. name of not being judgmental. Yeah, because right. you don't want to be judgmental. That's a great analogy. It is a great analogy. And, uh, folks, we do want to say again, as we said at the beginning of the program, that Alistair Begg, who is a pastor of Cleveland's Parkside Church, and and we have been running his Truth For Life program for, I think, about 12 years, he has not changed his views on homosexuality. This is uh, all about his advice to Christians to attend same-sex weddings, homosexual weddings, and even buy a gift. Go ahead, Wes. You can find a complete definition of the biblical view of love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and in verse 6 it says that love does not delight evil, but yet it rejoices in the truth. Mm, and good. so as part of the biblical definition, we should not delight in evil, <clears throat> but instead rejoice in the truth. And rejoicing in the truth is a, is a full picture of God's love for us. And you know, it's one thing to remain silent on this issue. And so it's one thing to have no comment on this issue. It's another thing to encourage Christians to attend a homosexual wedding. Yeah. Which is exactly what he did. Right. I mean, it's it's to to affirm that is just beyond me that we would have make such a simple answer, such a complex. Yeah, and we're <clears throat> we live obviously in a in a in a society and a culture of of confusion, and it seems to be growing by the day um, compared to forty fifty years ago. But um, I just want to challenge the believer out there. You may not be a pastor, you may not have been teaching on radio for thirty years, but uh, we're gonna have as believers, we have to think through these issues, right? And we have Amen. to study up on the Word of God on what God's Word says about these issues because. 
Well, the, the world already gets to make signals from themselves. Sure. <laughs> the last thing we need is well-respected Christian leaders also contributing to the mixed signals. Yep. Listen, on Monday, uh, we will start a brand-new program called In Grace with Jim Scudder. <clears throat> so that will be that's a you may not have heard about it, but it's an excellent Bible teaching program which will start Monday here in this time slot on American Family Radio. Uh, listen, I told somebody the other day when this came up, you know, uh, what what do you? And they said, what are y'all gonna do, American Family Radio? I said, well, first of all, do you want my job? Because <laughs> <laughs> this like, is not pleasant. You. No, no, I don't like doing this. This is, huh? Right. This is like losing an old friend. Right. Uh, I, I've never met, oddly enough, I've never met Alistair. I've heard him and, and seen him. Well respected. But Yes, but I've never met him uh, personally, Alistair Begg. Uh, after all these years, it just just never, he, he's in Cleveland, I'm in Tupelo. Right. And so, but but I'm, when I say old friend, he's been on the air with us for so long with right. his teaching, and so many people have benefited from it. So this is sad that it come to this, and uh, but but we have to make a call, and we've made it. Yeah, and for those who didn't tune in, you know, 15, 20 minutes ago, um, uh, our team did talk to the Truth for Life team yesterday right. on the phone uh, with an attempt to to uh, have them and have Pastor Begg um, admit that, that that he gave bad advice. Right. And he shouldn't have, uh, but they they, they doubled do down. They doubled down. Yep. So that, that is what mm. it is. All right, Alex, uh, what are you and Bert going to be talking about this afternoon here? Well, we are in Second Thessalonians chapter two. We've been going through First and Second Thessalonians, which has a lot to say about the end times, and so we'll continue on exploring the word in Second Thessalonians two seven. I believe is where we're going to pick up. All right, we don't have to worry about you, do we? You or Bert? <laughs> no. Start with God's help and for God's glory, we're going to stand on the word. That's right. If we ever have to have a meeting about Alex McFarland compromising the Bible? Uh, I'm just quitting. <laughs> it's over. Game over. over. What did be looking up? Somebody else can have my job. Good. <laughs> night. You know what? As much as I want to please you, really? brother Tim, even more, right. I want to please Jesus. Amen, brother. Amen. Yes. That's Amen. Right. Well, we wish Pastor Beg the best. He's seventy-something years old, and he's had a wonderful uh, career teaching the Word of God. And we wish him uh, the best. Sorry this has happened, but we've made our decision, and we're moving forward. Uh, So take care, everybody. Have a good day. Keep listening to American Family Radio.